Hello and welcome back to the Post-Match Pint podcast. This week we're joined again by Mr Sam Pennington. I think you're going to be a regular on this show now. Having been my flatmate, it's probably you going to be you every single week. I know, literally, literally. I mean, I'm uh, a bit of a veteran now, I suppose, with you now. It's a shame you know fuck all about football. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Just, and we also are joined again by Mr George Paxton. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Back by popular demand. Uh, well, not quite, oh, but God, yes. Oh God, here we go. Uh, this week, uh, we've we've heard the well sad news for some that Sergio Aguero is about to leave Manchester City. Um, we are going to go over that, and we're also going to talk about the Premier League's best ever strikers. Um, so a bit of a fun episode, actually. I'm looking forward to hearing your guys' opinions on it. Can I just, just a one-off? Uh, can I just uh, actually ask, sad for some who City don't have any fans. Yeah, you're, you're a City all... fan, aren't you? Ah, yeah, true. I'll have to whip out that like relic of a photo of you in that City shirt. Ah, oh, yeah, we've don't, we've we've don't. got the evidence. If anyone oh. if anyone's wanting to see it, um, so yeah, so like I say, it's going to be a bit of an interesting episode. I think um, we spoke about it briefly before, but I think we all have separate opinions on who's a great um, a great striker in the Premier League. And I mean, obviously, Sam, you're going to be the. Uh, the veteran here and talking about all the old days Manchester United oh, he's going to be able to call back to the late 90s yeah, when he first started see, watching when football I, when I was uh, a when young I, lad when I, were, <laughs> yeah, when I were a boy yeah. <laughs> so yeah um, I think first though we'll get into the news of this week um, obviously we had a struggling start against Poland England this is uh, we spoke about Gareth Southgate last week and how much we hit him um, <laughs> but yeah the, yesterday's performance I think well we, we watched it together didn't we over Zoom um, may I add before anyone starts kicking off um, <laughs> but yeah I don't know it's it's a weird one I think it, we kind of got to the 80th minute didn't we and no one had made any substitutions and we were like Gareth come on now like start making substitutes yeah. we had like Bellingham on the bench Ollie Watkins who shouldn't be there anyway because Patrick Bamford should be there and um, <laughs> all, all the rest but then obviously we did get in the win in the end Harry Maguire and we were all slating him for of all, of all people I wasn't I wasn't I, I think, still think it's a quality player but literally when he scored me and you were talking weren't we, about Harry Maguire and I said oh I hate him he's crap and everything he don't do anything from corners and everything he's got a bit of a knack of doing that I think um, like when not that he scores at important times but for some reason, we'll start slagging him off, and then he'll just start performing really well. I think he goes a bit under the radar sometimes. Even even for United, he's got some he's got some goals in some of the games, and then uh, who was it against West West Bromway? Hit the post right in the last second. Yeah. Right? He, he 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 does he does knock him with a few goals, but he, he does. But it could be more, and I think. I think defensively he's not the best uh, from set pieces. I think you you, you call him slabbered because he was obviously mint in the World Cup for us. But yeah. then I don't think he's brought that to us. But anyway, that's a I've seen a, like, I seen that, a I stat the other day and it's something like zero point nine percent of goals in the in games come from corners. It's it's like three three goal games. There's yeah. a corner that's scored or something like that. It's fucking bonkers. Is that from United if, or... No, just in general. Like imagine how, like how hyped fans get for corners and stuff like that as well. Yeah. It's like well, that's why like. When you watch like Serie A and stuff like that, you'll know more about that, George. Mm, like, yeah. fans just don't care. It's like just keep the ball in play rather than it being mm. a corner. Mm. Them, them, like especially in your European leagues, you'll see that teams are a lot more obsessed with possession. Obviously, with the Premier League, it's it's very unique in in the way that the football's played. And I think even now you've seen it transform a little bit with fans not being in the stadium. Yeah, definitely. That more, more, and more teams in the Premier League know that they can't compete with like a, a Man City or even like a United at times this year. So they've gone for like a possession style of play. But it's like the prime example would be probably 
Juventus, they're all about keeping the ball. So like the, rarely the ball will go into the middle. Yeah. Um, they'll they'll play it short and they'll play it around and then they'll look for that precise ball in. So it's it's more about keeping possession of the ball rather than just putting it into the mixer yeah, and hoping that somebody gets their head on it. Yeah. Don't, don't you think that's probably the evolution though of how tactically now, tactically nuanced all the teams are? Because like if you look at the old days, like you know when I was a lad, You've got you've got teams who are very direct, not really much tactical input from the managers. You've got yeah. the guys like Alex Ferguson, right, getting that position, route one football, and you tend to see the people, the teams that have got you know less quality players. You know the old days in like Stoke, yeah. they've obviously got. Well, that's such what an I would, that's what I was thinking. That yeah. there's teams like that are notoriously known as like route one football. Stoke being one of them, Burnley West of Ham. the modern day, West like, Ham and Allardyce, yeah, yeah, but. They're not, when you think about it. If they're only scoring like 0.3% well, yeah, chances from corners. But that, I think that's because now you see in the Premier League, like you just said, obviously, like, you know, in the European leagues where they're more technical, they always had that reputation, for example, in Spain, where, they, you know, they played tiki-taka, yeah. technically very, very astute. But then you look at the Premier League now, it's, it's had that change since, yeah. since I'd Pep- love to know the number of corners per season in a foreign league to English league. Oh, probably a lot Especially like the conversion rates and yeah, stuff like 100%, that. Yeah, 100%. I'd love to know that. So I, th- I think that's, that's not surprising, but it's more about the old school fans who are used to, you know, the Beckham and bloody yeah, what's yeah, it, Barcelona, yeah. Oli Solskjaer winning it. All that kind of stuff, you know, that hype. But I think it's just technical and just not part of the game now. Yeah, we can talk about that for hours. Like I said before, I hate stats like that. It's just a pointless stat that makes an interesting conversation every now and again, so it's well worth talking about. But um, yeah, I think... Um, there's been the news today, aren't they, about um, yeah. Haaland's Haaland agent in for, Barcelona? Yeah, from Fabrizio Romano, who's right. obviously the gospel of transfers. Yeah, he's like <laughs> the godfather. He isn't? is. He is the godfather. Here we go. Um, the notorious um, Viola is his agent. I don't. I don't even know how long he will have been his agent. Probably, probably around when he was at Salzburg when yeah. he when he got that move. Out who's then. whose agent is he? Is he just just Haaland's or is no? He's, he's got Pogba. Oh, really? He's, he's, the, the, one, he's Viola, the one. He's the one. Viola has countless oh, of yeah. the real big names and he yeah, has right. um he was Ronaldo's agent for yeah. for a period of time was he? No George Mendes. Oh George yeah. Mendes always um, from I global think football. He's, I think Raula has Balotelli. Zlatan, Zlatan Balotelli. I know absolutely nothing um, about agents. Lukaku, yeah. Martinez, Pogba. Yeah, um, right. yeah he's, he's he's got plenty of big names and yeah. he's he's quite controversial because he has been known in the past to persuade <laughs> persuade a player to make a move when it's not necessarily in his best interest, mm, right. but it's in the best interest for him. So, for yeah, a prime right. example with Pogba, I'm not saying this is this that's the scenario that happened with Pogba where he made the move and it wasn't the best for his career. Yeah. But I think he pocketed uh, was it around 30, 25, 30 oh, yeah, million for the Pogba deal? Yeah, that, like, and that was that was why his price was so ridiculously high, which obviously has caused massive problems for United. And massive problems for um, Pogba, but yeah, with Haaland. Um, so he's been spotted in Barcelona. The assumption is that he's been there to talk to the directors and stuff at yeah. Barcelona. Yeah, he's meeting meet new Laporte. I think it's Laporte's uh, yeah. new board talking about basically sounding it out. But then he's had a meeting with Dortmund. Apparently, this is according to Fabrizio Romano earlier this week to kind of get an idea about what Dortmund will be selling because that you know that's 70 million mm. I don't know if it's euro or pound buyout clause it's, it's 75 is, million euros which is which, is, which, is which comes in in 2022 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right next year so they're obviously getting out of price but Barcelona seemingly ahead but absolutely no chance I think it makes perfect sense for Barcelona though because especially with how political that club has become 
or to be fair, it's, they're it's in been, a lot of shit. How are they going to afford Holland? Yeah, that's. Like, the, I mean, the right. the the thing uh, the the financial side of it's a completely different story. Do, you th- but do we do we reckon that because he's been spotted there? Messi's movement is near enough confirmed now. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Messi. Messi They're not going to be able to Messi, afford both. Messi, though, Messi no. could go either way because obviously, like we're going to be speaking about Aguero a bit later on. Mm. Um, say if Barcelona went out and got got Aguero like now, mm. then mm. I think that would change things. Um, I think if Aguero went to PSG, signed a pre-contract there then I think that might motivate Messi to, to go to PSG because obviously then he can have Aguero and Neymar Neymar with him. Um, Actually, you know what? Sorry sorry about this, but just, just thinking about now, I've just been thinking about Mino Raiola. Yeah? He is such a div- div- divisive, well, divisive, I can't even fucking speak, but <laughs> such a figure where in that interview that he gave this week, he talks about how United basically got no clue uh-huh. and that he's not, that he's independent, he don't, he don't, He's not in their hands. But then he says about everyone knows his opinion on Pep, so no more needs to be said. He can talk about it. So that is two of the potential suitors for Haaland. One of them's United, obviously, where we've had some trouble with him with Pogba. But then you've got Pep, who he absolutely despises. So Barcelona, probably, and Madrid, is probably an easy route for him, or Chelsea. Mm. But I don't think Barcelona can afford him. Like As you said, like with Messi and everything, like I think you might see that Aguero goes to Barcelona... And then Haaland goes to someone like Chelsea. There has been talks this week, I think that came from Fabrizio Romano as well, that Barca have been looking at him, at Aguero. Because, especially with how political the club is, I think it would be, for, for a new president coming in, it's a cliche statement signing, this, this, is, this is the future direction of the club. Yeah. And obviously, who, whoever wins the race for Haaland is instantly, I think, becomes... Uh, one of the contenders to be dominating world football for the next five to ten years. Like he's he's that good. He's turned like before before um, Dortmund got him. They they were they were doing okay. Like they weren't really a force. But now like you look at that team and like it's oh, it's, it's a scary prospect. Like, it's it's going to be a f- he can literally pick any club in the world to yeah. go to. He he is that good. It's going to be a, a weird summer of. Well, we said it before on a, f- a few podcasts back that it's just going to be like, right, one person moves club, that means another person has to move a club. Mm-hmm. Game of chess. Yeah, literally it's going to be like a, a big, massive, multi-billion pound game of chess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's just move on now to the to the main topic of the uh, of the podcast. And obviously we need to touch on the news because uh, it keeps it up to date. I, I knew nothing about him being in Barca today, so that's good yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like we said at the start, the sad news for some that um, Man City have says that Aguero is going to be leaving at the end of the season. Um, he is one of the last like standing members of that he is iconic City team. That won the, the, first, the first big one. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Yaya Torre left, David Silva left last year. Um, Vincent Company, Company left. No, he's the, no, he's the there was like ob- there's obviously like your um, Zabaletas and things like that that also stood mm. up in the team. But Yaya Torre. But yeah, it's kind of well. It's sad for me. I have to say, it's sad for me. He's been well. He's definitely provided me with one of the best Premier League moments ever. Shut up. Yeah, you'll you'll <laughs> we'll go on to that in a bit. Um, I'd love to grill you on that. I'd say with Aguero. Even though at the time, 38, 38 million at the time was a a big sum of money. It's a big transfer. Obviously, like nowadays, you wouldn't you wouldn't think it is that. Yeah. But I'd say he has to be one of the best 
value for money buys no, was, in the in the history at of the, the time it was pretty expensive yes yeah, i know but when you when you when you, when you think about what he's achieved and how mm. city have transformed in the time that he's been there and he's yeah, dedicated the large sure. majority of his career to being there yeah i mm. think for 30 well, I'm, sure really you'll, I'm sure you'll have numbers on him but yeah. 38 million for the amount of goals he's scored oh, the trophies he's won the the memories he's given the very few city fans that exist yeah um <laughs> Then, I, I, yeah, couldn't, I couldn't remember him before City, I have to admit that. I think before City, I can't no, remember him. meant at Atletico Madrid. Right. So good. Yeah, we were linked with him and then City just came in, you know, when they were like the noisy neighbours. Yeah. Had the whole project and then basically we were favourites, United, uh, for a long time. And then they just swooped in and it was just like, shit. This At, at that thing. time, it was a very successful window for Man City though because I think it's the same same period that they bought. David they Silver. got Alano and they got David Silva that year. Not Alano, no. Was it not Alano? No, I think Alano was before. They got David Silva, Samir Nasri, Yaya Torre, Torre, Yaya Torre, Aguero. And they got camp, company before, but yeah, this in that in that two three windows. Company was, was six. Company. company was six million at the time yeah, as well, which was another. It was a stepping stone to success, really, wasn't it? it was um, what's he called in charge then? It was uh, Mancini. Ma- Mancini. Yeah. Well, or was it Mancini? I think it, it was, was before that. It was. Was it not? Not Pardew, the one that Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes. It was Negredo. That's who else I got that year. Yeah. Yes, they did. I remember. Jeez, yes, I remember. <laughs> Iconic Man City player. Um, so yeah, his his debut, he scored twice and created an assist. Mate, he's so unbelievable. He shot from outside the box. I think it was against Swansea. Yeah, 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 it was. Mm. Was it actually Swansea four 0 Yeah. Jesus Christ, I don't know how I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, but yeah, like for a striker to do that on his debut, I think what? you know, right? Well, we've got we've got a world here, haven't we? So. Yeah, mm. I think everyone opened their eyes to that one. He's um, been a great player. I think before we go any further, we have to talk about that day and the uh, Aguero moment. Do you know Goose, what I mean? Goosebumps even right, still now. From the perspective of a Man United fan, yeah, yeah, I remember that day. It was really, really nice weather. Warm, sunny day. I'm thinking we're winning the league. We're playing at Sunderland. I hate Sunderland. I hate man. I'm gonna get into that. Did you you did we you won. win that game? We won. Yeah, yeah. two we one, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I can't, no, I think even 2-0 or something. It was, we won. Rooney scored, didn't he? Rooney scored. All the players on the pitch, I still remember Phil Jones' buddy shirt around his neck. We were all waiting. And then, obviously, we switched over. Did you have championships shirts well, well, we, we, had, we had it already, yeah. We were getting, like, they were getting so shirts So they had the shirts and it said champions? No, 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 no. The no, thing no. that was weird about that moment, when you watch the videos back, is that the players not a single player or person in that stadium was celebrating Everyone was, was like, yes, it's great we've won, but our city actually yes, going to... Basically, what happened was... It's that video of um, Ferguson's face, and he's like, wait yeah, like, he's going like, oh, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Like, literally, we were all on the pitch. Like, oh, we were all on the pitch. The fucking fans felt like it. Yeah. But then, every, apparently, we got the winner. But then in the 90th minute, when the final whistle went, Edin Dzeko got the equaliser. Yeah. So they were staying on the pitch thinking, shit, it's not over at the Etihad. And then... Obviously, the players don't know what's going on, and then it's fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all the fucking Sunderland fans started doing the Poznan. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's why all the fucking all the fucking Sunderland fans started turning the backs to obviously the, the the pitch, arm in arm, jumping around. Obviously, the city. Did Sunderland get relegated? Though, yeah. uh, well, they fucking did soon after. I'm fucking glad right. as well. They never came back up as well, which is so good because I, I hate Sunderland with a passion because of that. Right. Um, but yeah, it was the it was the fans actually in the stadium who told the players basically that Aguero scored yeah. and honestly to lose the title 
on goal difference in the ninety third minute, mate. Because they were behind in that game, weren't they? They were, they were getting beat, wasn't mate, they? QPR players, yeah. I've never seen anything fucking like it. They uh, they stopped playing. Yeah. It was like they wanted City to win. They literally walked through. Like it was like it was like in FIFA. If you let someone just get a goal, yeah. It was well, like because they were safe, weren't they? They knew that they were safe. Yeah, bastards. They went down as well. Right. I think it's Fergie, the Godfather, just like sorting it out from behind the scenes and just ruining them. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a big game. Um, we know that we're well aware of it. Um, George, what were your your thoughts on that game? Obviously, well, I'm thinking well aware what you think of it. I mean, <laughs> probably one, arguably one of the most iconic moments in Premier League history. Um, I wasn't really too invested in it at the time, but even now, like if you that was if like you, one if of you the look first... back at the if you look back at the videos, like it will still give you goosebumps. Like the the only thing that I'd say is comparable is uh, Dini's goal. Uh, in the in the championship, obviously it's a it's a different league, but it's yeah. the same country. But yeah. like I'd say, I'd say that's the only one that that is comparable comparable with um, how I get how invest um, how much of an iconic moment. That it is. was like the first time ever I'd seen Sky Sports do like the split screen and everything, like where oh, yeah. they had like United game on one side, mm. City game on like the bottom side, and it was just both playing out. It was such a good thing that. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, but obviously since then you're not. Have United won a trophy since then? We won it the year after. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> we won it the year after, and that's where Fergie retired with Van Persie, who is also a well, great striker. We're going to talk about Van Persie earlier on. Uh, surprisingly enough, we've got him in the honourable mentions list and not up, the top, up there with the top people. Nah, fair enough. I mean, he spent most of it at Arsenal, didn't he? Um, so, yeah, City's top goal scorer. They've only been a club since, like, 2012, though, let's be honest. So. Quite big in the 60s, I suppose. Colin Bell. What? There you go. <laughs> the, the top score, goal scorer before that, um, if anyone's not noticed yet, I'm on Man City's website because I know nothing about Man City history. Yeah. Uh, Eric Brooks, 78 years record. Wow. He broke. So, how, yeah. many, how many more goals did the Quero get than that? Hundreds? Uh, two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> get the calculator out. But yeah, 257 goals in 384 appearances he's had, wow. which, is, which is nuts. Yeah, that's absolutely close. nuts. That's and and he's still a good. There's also that stat that I told you the other day. If he scores against, uh, sorry, if he doesn't score against Leeds United, no. If no. he does score against Leeds United, he's scored against every single Premier League opposition he's played against, apart from Bolton Wanderers. That is crazy, mad. That is actually every nice. single one. So let's hope he scores against Leeds because I actually would like that stat. Would you? Yeah, that's just a cool and stat. And then you win two one, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, I think we drew one one. I think it was first game of the second yeah, game of the season. Oh well. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You had Liverpool City to start. I remember Leeds fans wouldn't shut up because they'd got one point out of the Drawing out of two them. games, but you know they they're drawn to City. Played mint. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go in to the uh, the best strikers in the Premier League ever. Um, Sam, I'll let you go first. Who's your number one? It's a tough one. If you look obviously at the stats, you say I'm Shearer, don't you? But yeah, let's let's before we go into this. Obviously, we're well aware that Shearer's top in terms of goal scoring. Right, best centre forward, all round player. But yeah, all round player. What he brought to fans, what he brought to the club, what, how many goals he scored. Well, let's include. No, let's just do Premier League. I'm going to say let's include cups and stuff like that. But then you can. Yeah. You know what? It's a tough one for me. I think it's it's a toss up between Rooney and Thierry Henry for me. Mm-hmm. I think. Obviously, Rooney, 
we, I was saying this to you the other day, um, Rooney came into the picture at United, obviously from coming from Everton, absolutely tore it up. One of the most exciting players I've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, as a United fan. And even after, you know, he lost that fiery side, Fergie turned him into a lethal centre-forward. Yeah. But what Rooney could do, he could play every single position, blood, sweat and tears, deliver, and he won titles. He won lots of titles. Could Rooney play on the wing? Yeah, he did. He played. He played. He used to go in a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he used to go a lot, and then he moved into midfield. Was that was that when you had the Rooney, Tevez, Ronaldo? Ronaldo. The, the three of them interchanged all the time. So it was uh, so class. So four hundred and ninety-one appearances for Rooney, two hundred and eight goals. England's all-time top scorer, United top scorer. Yeah. I think fair enough. I think Rooney probably might not be as exciting to some as uh, as Aguero is. Maybe that's because he's more international, and Rooney's you know a lad from Merseyside. I don't know if that makes a difference, but. If you compare it to that, for example, I do, I do, Shira, I do agree. There's, there's going to be. I think there's always going to be a bit of favorite favoritism to for players who come from abroad. Yeah. Compared, obviously, with like this this stereotypical persona slash image which Rooney has, I think that that does knock his his reputation. But obviously, his, 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 his goal record was off the chart, and I think another thing which doesn't help Rooney is how quickly he fell off it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, fitness, especially yeah. like lo- losing his legs, and then obviously managers chopping and changing him. So mm. like some some managers started playing him at CDM for God's sake. Like yeah. I get he lost his legs. Andy Carroll lost his legs by the time he was twenty five, yeah. and, and he he still ended up being a decent striker after that. Like t- to yeah, be honest, I think I think the problem of him being shifted originally back into that cam, then back into like a central mid, even like a deep line midfield, because he, because he could pass the ball. Well. I was about to say, I, I think I, that's I, what, what damaged his reputation a little bit. No, I definitely, I, I'm actually, to be honest, I was, I was really surprised that it never worked out for Rooney in centre mid, hmm. because you look at Skulls, he was a centre forward, and then he got moved down to midfield, and did great, but Rooney had that range of passing, yeah. and that, you know, tenacious side. But I think, yeah, overall, for me, Rooney, I think he's, Absolutely incredible in terms of his gold record. Who but do you what... think has a better better range of passing, uh, Rooney or Pogba? Just curious. Pogba. I think is Pogba. it close? So yeah, I think it's close. Yeah, but Pogba. I think Pogba just edges it. But Rooney, yeah, but that's probably because Pogba's played there for yeah, exactly. his whole career. Yeah, but like both both of them are like you. You don't need to know much to know that both of them have at, or do have absolutely ridiculous long range passing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think all around all, the total footballer Rooney I think is one of the best the Premier League's ever seen yeah I think going into this is probably where you're going to come in George Thierry mm. Henry he was fucking dynamite he was yeah. scary I think I think there's one thing that sets Henry apart from Aguero Shearer Rooney is that they were they were all sensational on their day and they were they would all like no matter who they were playing somebody would be scared just absolutely terrified with playing any of them mm. but I feel like Henri on his day compared to Rooney compared to Aguero mm. is just that little bit more yes. than any of the other the strikers flair. like and it, it's it is to do with the flair I think it's mm. to do with his blistering pace I think it's just the fact that Henri could literally just make like the other players can make something out of mm. nothing yeah but mm. Henri he he scared everyone, and yeah. I remember John Terry saying after he after he retired, nobody is in comparison to playing Henri when he was on his yeah. when he was on his game. There was nobody close to Henri. Yeah. I do have to say before we go any further, I've just been obviously looking at the stats here of who's the all time 
um, Premier League top goal scorers. Obviously, Shearer. Shearer's top, obviously. Rooney, Andy Cole, which we'll move on to in a bit. Obviously, you'll be able to give loads on that, Sam. Mm. Aguero, who the episode's based round. Number five, number five, sorry. Before Thierry Henry, Robbie Fowler, Jermaine Defoe, Harry Kane. Can you guess who it is? Yeah. Yeah. I will. Um, oh, I had it the other day. Give me a hint. No. Uh, say that again. Sorry, it's fifth. So, number five. list. Well, this is on Wikipedia. List of footballers with 100 or more Premier League goals. So, obviously, they're going to be top if they've scored 100 goals. Mike Lowen. You'll be kicking yourself when you when you don't realise it. Do you, Do you know? Realize? Well, yeah, I've seen the screen, so I'm no, not going to participate. It's uh, not Van Persie. Nope. Nope. He's English. He's English? Yeah. Cogs are going. He's played for United, hasn't he? Nope. Nope. What? I'll give you... I'll, I'll just going to tell you. Default. No. Frank hey. Lampard. What? Yeah. He, he's, 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 he's got like two or three... I think he's got two more goals than Henri ever did. What? Which is, just shows how much of a joke Obviously, he was. the episodes are on strikers, so we're not going to go on it for what? long. He made 609 appearances, 177 goals. Wow. I was thinking like Robbie Keane. He plays for a fairly Robbie, small club, anyway. Like, yeah, Robbie Fowler. Oh, wow. I'm actually shocked. He's, he's, got, he's, he's, got, he's got two two more goals than Henri, but I think... I think over ten years, yeah, but he scored at least fifteen goals to see. Obviously, it has to be more than that for yeah. the numbers to add up. Well, I, but I think his lowest lowest one over a period of ten years was like fourteen, fifteen goals. So that's so obviously we, he moved to City after Chelsea. Mm. He played thirty two games for City and scored six goals. Mod. And I I thought this is this, this is this is him when he was like. 34, 30, well, he, 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 he went he went on a run. I remember he came and he scored against Chelsea and then after that he he, he went on a run, he, he was in the team and then he was he was knocked in a few like important goals for City. Yeah. Great player. Just mad. I've obviously I've just seen that there. Oh. Um yeah, two more two more goals on Thierry Henry. Thierry Henry had two hundred and fifty eight appearances, hundred and seventy five goals. Oh. I, I'm with you boys on that. From what I can remember is that Teams were going to play. I don't know if it was just that Arsenal team. I think I think it's a lot to do with the team that he yeah. was in. Like he was in a he he was in that golden generation. You know, you've got you've got Perez. You've got um, just before Henri came in. You had like Overmars, um, Birdcamp, uh, Petit. Then you had like the solid backline. And he he talks about it. He's talked about it countless times on his shows on Sky Sports that. Mm. When you have a team that's that solid, mm. you go in thinking we just need to score one goal yeah, yeah, because it it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like it's highly mm. unlikely we're gonna concede, but like some okay. some of the some of the iconic games which he was a massive part of. So us going and winning one 0 at the Bernabeu, um, us beating like the the big teams in Italy, beating uh, Juventus. I think we beat Juventus once like four one. Yeah, we beat one of the really big Italian teams like four one in the in the Champions League and. He 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 just absolutely terrified everyone, and I think he was he was he was good in the air. He was insanely quick. Like he just it seems he just to had me everything. like um, he he sparked up properly when Burkamp came in, mm. um, and I think it was because there were two completely different players. Burkamp really good at holding a ball yeah. up. 
Henri were really good at getting behind, but you also yeah. have to admit because he'd always, he he'd, free... he'd always, even when he was playing as a striker in like the system we were playing, mm. he'd always drift out to the wing because naturally, yeah. he, when he was at Monaco, that's that's where that, that, that was his trade. Yeah. Um, but I think obviously him having played out on the wing meant that when he when he was put in like a central position, he he was at advantage yeah. to other players because traditionally in that time you'd have a player who wasn't necessarily as quick but he was strong, he was big, mm. um, he was able to dominate like the centre halves. Henri could do that, but he also had all the attributes which made him such a great winger. Well that's which where made him just impossible to deal with. I think um gratitude to the Wenger as well then because mm. he well as everyone will know, he implemented a completely new philosophy to football. He played a completely different style to anybody mm. had ever played ever before. The sad problem with Wenger was he carried on doing that until he yeah until he retired. Until he retired. Wenger, Wenger's an entirely different one. Like he, one of the good things about Wenger was that he was stubborn in the players that he trusted. But eventually, I think that became his downfall, and he ended yeah. up he ended up trusting players that obviously you can talk about there wasn't any money the board wouldn't wouldn't allow. This is going off on a tangent, so obviously I won't go into it in too much depth. But what we realised with Unai Emery was Unai Emery just told us straight. I remember in January once they were saying, like, there is no was money. Was he the first manager after Wenger? Yeah. January. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. He, he, he said directly to the fans, he said in press conferences, there is no money. The club has not given me any money to go and sign players. Yeah. That, and that's where the the famous stuff about we can only sign loan players one of the biggest clubs in England in European football can't actually go out and buy sign a player players, yeah. but with Wenger mm. he protected the club yeah. um, Wenger, Wenger became a scapegoat for the board uh, the institution the players because he he always said if the if the player quality is there we'll go out and get them but we're we're yeah. looking sort of thing but now looking back we realise it was Wenger protecting the club because he knew that he's very similar. He, to, he, to he, Fergie, he, yeah. he knew he couldn't just say like, "I've not been given any money yeah. to go sign players," and that's that's obviously that. But like Wenger, Wenger, there was a lot of there was a lot of problems there towards the end. But yeah, like Henri was the the man which I, which helped helped him with his philosophy so much. When I think of uh, Thierry Henri, the memory that always sticks out to me is that goal at Highbury against United. When we're in a black flips, hit, flips it, it over, flips, flips it over over the player, and then uh, volleys, volleys it. it past Bart- was it Barthez and goal? Barthez, yeah, unbelievable. He was so he is basically the player that Martial wishes he could become. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was either that goal or the one. I know it's a lesser team, but Spurs where he. He got the ball. That's so biased. He he got he got the ball like. From thirty yards from his goal, and he just ran past mm. everyone, and then he and then he just calmly slots it past the keeper. Like it's just an absolutely it's, incredible goal. We've gone we've gone over um, Rooney and Henri. Surprisingly, not first or even second or third or fourth or fifth. Um, Alan Shearer. I think the. So I think we've. I think with Shearer, it's it's a different. It's a completely different time. Like yes, like the Henri and Rooney is slightly a different time compared to the football that's played nowadays. For sure, yeah. But I feel like with Shearer, it's so far back, and you think about the, it wasn't that was the, it? You, you think you think about how you think about how football has evolved since Alan Shearer was playing football. Mm. 
like that's I think that's that's where the detriment is for him. Like, don't get me wrong, like he was the goal scorer of that generation, mm, and yeah. he was an incredible player. But I feel like if you have that sort of player nowadays, I don't I don't think he'd be able to get anywhere near near the well, levels. To be honest, I think Harry Kane's quite similar to Alan Shearer in the yeah. way he plays, and everything. he's only he's only like a hundred goals off Alan Shearer. Yeah. So that's the thing where we'll go in like later on how how close the current players are obviously there's a few we'll, we'll go to Shearer to Shearer but honestly on, on Shearer he's a great player he's obviously a Newcastle United legend and quite rightly but the truth is when Fergie came knocking he should have in retrospect I think he should have gone mm. I think if he'd have done that and done and, you know done what he did at Newcastle and Blackburn at United winning trophies I think people would have a lot lot more respect what was the sure. reason why he didn't go just because loyalty his own, yeah uh, loyalty which is, which is great which but, is fair enough yeah. so Shearer played 441 games and scored 260 goals so right. just over half hmm. um, yeah that's mad it's like 0.59% yeah which is f- mental yeah um, helped help Blackburn win the league he did yeah which means that Blackburn Rovers have as many titles as Liverpool since it's been called the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> it's very fun, true. Fun, fun little fact there for you but yeah I think I think I have to agree with you George that the, the football that was played at that time completely different it was completely different but not to the point of like when when players when people talk about like um Maradona and Messi like the football back in Maradona's day were way 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 different yeah like 2006 to now yeah you can't actually we, 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 we touched on this debate yesterday when we were watching the England game about this comparison with Maradona and Messi and I think the thing that sets them apart is the legacy that Maradona left yeah because mm. he, he he could have easily stayed at Barcelona he could have dominated Europe for like years mm. years after that but he decided to Go. He went to Napoli, and at the time, Napoli were a mid-table, mid-table type, similar similar to the sort of position they're in now, where they've got aspirations of being in that top two, that mm. top three of the Italian league now. Mm. But they they were they were they were languishing sort of in that mid-table. And Maradona went in, and he turned them into the best team yeah, in Europe. But don't. But on, on in the argument for Messi, um, I'm just for the record, Team Ronaldo in that debate. But yeah, sure. when you look at Messi, who is probably the most gifted footballer ever to have walked the planet. When What he did with Barcelona is probably equal, if not better, because Barcelona... Yes, but he had other sensational... Barcelona won one Champions League fight, one Champions League against you in 2006, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I believe. There might be another one but, but between that, but basically, uh, Barcelona were a good European side, but not incredible on the European stage, like winning the trophies. Messi yeah, but who, who scored them goals? I think it was... I think it was David Villa or Atta, I can't remember. Oh, that's, 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 uh, it was time. It was And then Messi. there was, um, I'm pretty sure Xavi Hernandez scored the second. Mm. Might have been, but but what I mean is with Messi, he is the figurehead of that Barcelona side under Pep, which beat us twice yeah. and then won, won another Champions League just before against Arsenal, but that was just before Messi. Messi is literally the figurehead the talisman of the best team that's ever played football yeah and it is like I, 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 you can t- you tell me a better team than that Barcelona side I, yeah, I, struggle. You I know struggle. what you I do know what you're saying mm-hmm. but yeah the, the legacies there um, the timing of the football obviously has to be taken into consideration I will argue that the football was probably just a, like not as good as what it is now no um, back in more exciting probably oh yeah definitely because the people were scoring well 
the one, the one, the one thing that I think which credits Rooney, Henri and Aguero to an extent is the defenders that they came up against. So mm. Henri would have been coming up against... Would it have been coming up against like Stam at United? Was it, or is that uh, a different time? No, yeah, it would have been about that time. Obviously, you'll think, Towards, you'll think John later. Terry... Um, you'll think that Liverpool background when they when they could actually defend and like this season, mm. um, so they had like Kipia, they had Carragher, yeah, um, yeah. So you, you like the the defenders which Aguero, Henri, uh, Rooney will have been coming up against. Mm. There will they will have been of a much higher standard than what Shearer would have I think played against. Stri- I think your strikers back in the day were were a lot more physical. Than what they usually are. They need to be able to do everything now. Yeah, absolutely. Should I tell you who I think is one of the best ever in mm. the Premier League? Yeah. Um, he's probably him and Omri the only only centre forwards that I faced when United were obviously like top. Where I was actually scared was Didier Drogba. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. I, I think Didier Drogba is a bit of a myth. Nah, absolutely unbelievable. The strength that he had and how how he could turn a game. Just for the Drogba, Drogba so was good. sensational in the big game. He was the ultimate big game player, and his his record in cup finals speaks for itself. But in terms of his goal record, his goal record in comparison to the strikers that we're talking about, um, just it, it, if anything, it's like a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like we were like we were saying, I think Drogba needs to be mentioned because his. He was the total package. Of Mourinho's yeah. Chelsea. He was... He was a, perfect for Mourinho in that time as well. He yeah. was the perfect striker for him. He was dominant. He scored a lot of goals. Surprisingly, he's 28 out of 30. Exactly. Um, so, so his record's not... Well, I mean, How many years did he play, though? That's 254 it. games. He scored 104 goals. That's still pretty good. Which is good, yeah. Right. Oh, Half yeah, the games. Yeah, it's Half the games. So, does... Is Olivier Giroud higher than that? No. No. I've no idea. God, um, on him. So yeah, obviously you've got to take in take in like the amount of appearances that they play mm-hmm. and things like that. Like, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I think Drogba's a great shout. I think I think Drogba is a good shout, but I think I think that he his his goal record just wasn't in comparison to the to the other players. How many years was he at Chelsea for? God knows. Six years, five six years, years, six yeah. years. Something. I don't think he's got the longevity that no. the other players that we're talking about have had. Like we're talking like ten, at least like ten years. And and another one I think we should definitely mention is um, you know the one and only Emil Emil Heskey. Everyone's list. He's a goat. He's the best. Is he on this list? I mean, I, I probably not. No, he is. Not, no, he's he is. the list. Five hundred and sixty appearances. Also oh, higher than Drogba. One hundred and ten goals. Oh. Yeah. See, couple of players. No, if you if you go by stats, I mean, again, he's, he's better played, than Drogba. <laughs> so on this list, he's played. Uh, oh no, yeah, he's played the second most highest amount of games behind Frank Lampard. So obviously he's going to be up there. What a player! <laughs> he he is what Lukaku wants to be. Well, within reason. I mean, <laughs> let's uh, number three on the list. A person that I thought wouldn't even be close to this, Andy Cole. I I. Can't remember much of Andy Cole. If I'm honest, I'm a little bit obviously just because of history. Um, it was more him and Dwight York as like a combination. So yeah. you know, like, you know when you look at 
Back was in the one days. not good without the other? Yeah, it was. It was a case of one of those. Obviously, he was great at Newcastle, and I think he was Aston Villa as well, where he was before. Um, great strike, obviously. Um, but I think with Andy Cole, it's one of those players where he's he's a sum of a part. So he's like a cog in the wheel in that ninety-nine team, where his partnership with Dwight York is what was the epitome of a centre-forward pairing. Because like, obviously back then, we were four-four-two. You know, you had what what Fergie tried to do with you know Rooney Zaha. Rooney Tevez in the past, like that was very much based off one two part. Those two part, like that got that that game against Juventus in the semi final, yeah. where Keane scored that you know header from a corner. Dwight York and Andy Cole were unplayable together, yeah. and like as a partnership, brilliant. I think Andy Cole, looking at him objectively as one centre forward, I don't think he was. that I think great. that's why he goes amiss. Like I never thought. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's not one of the, he's not one of the iconic Premier League strikers he's not one of the ones that first like springs to mind for me I think obviously one, for, a, for a United fan they're, they're gonna because it's they, he is like one of the best strikers that I you've ever had but you've, you've had plenty obviously mm-hmm. keep all these opinions like in your head because at the very end we are going to pick the all time Premier League right. striker right. Um, go on so yeah, next on the list below Thierry Henry, Robbie Fowler. I've put him on my honourable mentions list. I, I, I know nothing about Robbie Fowler. I know he was rapid um, and he played really well at Leeds United, but he was there for 30 games. I think that was just a case that he's been, been around the Premier League for yeah, his career. I think career. he were riddled with injuries as well, wasn't yeah. he, for a long time. He's, he's, yeah, he's all right, isn't he? Uh, next on the list, I have to say... Uh, I've put him on my honourable mentions, but I actually want to move him up into the, the top tier list. <laughs> yes, please. Are, are, we, are we thinking the same lines here? No, I don't think so. Jermaine Defoe? No, no, not. I was going to talk about another honourable mention that you had. Jermaine Defoe, he was, when I when I started like, watching football religiously every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm. he was the man. Um, he was never the man. He was good. No, he was the man. Was he? Him and Robbie I, Keane. I, I actually quite enjoyed watching Defoe. Yeah. I, I, I thought he was quite an interesting player to, uh, player to watch, but then like he never beat us. So it, was, it, was always, it was always good for me so yeah, like, Spurs, to be able to watch a player like that and still know that we were going to win the yeah, game. Absolutely. At Spurs, he played 276 games. Man, Sunderland, he had a decent record. That's what I was just about to say. I got the England got, team off the back he of goes, He goes missing uh, that, that time at Sunderland. Got, like, mm. we, we saved him. Like, they were... Pretty much where West Brom are now. Like second, <laughs> they looks like they were hundred percent relegated. Was it when, was that um, big I think I think yeah. it, no, it was uh, Gus Poyet. Was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it was. Gus Poyet. Right, okay. well done. So yeah, that's I have to put him up there. I have, I have put him on my own rule. Yeah, you know what? For Premier League, yeah, he is. He's a is a, he's a, you know what he is? He's a journeyman. Yeah, he's one of those players. He never played for the big, big, big clubs. No, no, I, I mean Tottenham wasn't what it is now. Tottenham, West Ham, Portsmouth, Sunderland, Bournemouth. S- I, I, I remember him for his days. At, obviously, Spurs was when he was when he was a little bit younger. But mm. I think he 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 was able to keep himself credible towards the end of his career. So, um, yeah. like with Portsmouth and Sunderland, are the ones that really stand out for me. He went to, and then mm. he, I think he went to the MLS after that. Oh no, he went to the MLS in between. I think. And then Rangers won it. So yeah, um, but no, he's great, a great he's definitely a credible striker. Yeah. So below Jermaine for number nine, Harry Kane. Let's talk about how obviously we we spoke about Harry Kane massively last week mm-hmm. and how he how he needs to leave Spurs in he's order to the, be. Uh, Piece of reincarnation of uh, Alan Shearer. I think uh, I think he is. I agree with what you're saying there, but I think he, 
from what I've seen so far, is a lot more technically gifted than what Shearer was. Modern, more, more modern. Shearer was technically gifted. Yeah, but I think that... I get, I get his, his main characteristics of his brute strength and like his ability Harry. to be clinical, which obviously Harry Kane has. Like, I agree that he is more technical, but I, I don't think that there's this idea that Shearer wasn't a technically gifted mm, player, I, because I, he clearly was. I agree. And I think, it seems to me that Harry Kane produces a lot more wow moments than what yeah. Shearer did. I think just Harry I hate Kane. Harry Kane for that reason. Yeah, I'd like North North London derby when he was like way out on the wing and he still he, he just it, absolutely yeah. smashed it past yeah. that's passed into the corner a, like that this, was a sensational goal. This is actually coming off the back of our chat last week on yeah. last week's episode. If you haven't listened, give it give it a follow and give it a listen. Yeah, but very interesting point. What we said, you know, what options for Harry Kane going forward? Uh-huh. I reckon he's got that that Alan Shearer figure in his head. And I think he's going to go for that. And if he moves, I think it will be to United or City. I, um, I agree. I actually think that at the minute, up. I think it's the best signing for United and I think it's the best place that he can go. Yeah. Um, I think at the minute he's in danger of ruining, of ruining his reputation it's a modern day footballer. It's a modern day footballer's charm to say, I've done my time at this club that I've loved for years. Now I'm going to move. I think you've seen it a lot less back in the day of, mm. um, you know, your Shearers, your Rooney's especially. Obviously, I know he loved Everton and he was at Everton for mm. youth, but Manchester United was his club at the end of the day. How yeah. many times did he, like, get links with a club oh, to move? Chelsea, Chelsea City, City, Madrid, like yeah. yeah. I think you see a lot more of it. Nearly came to us as well. Yeah. 30, 30 million. You like, see a lot. Um, but I think, I think that was more like the the fallout with Fergie about like wanting a new contract. Mm. You yeah. see a lot more of it now than you do then. And I, I don't disagree that Harry, Harry Kane needs to move in order to be not um, not the high, Premier League highest goal scorer, but the best players the Premier League has ever seen, like Aguero mm. is. I think, I think if he moved to a club which is actually capable of of winning stuff and has a, a lot more of a positive direction that they're currently going in, I think he can establish himself as arguably the best striker. Definitely the best English striker there's ever been. Yeah. If not one of the best strikers that the Premier League's ever seen. Yeah. But I think I think he's that Tottenham team went stale. He's and he is they depend on Harry Kane, they depend on Son. And I think he needs to go into a team now where yeah, yeah. he is like obviously a team a team is always going to depend on a striker of that quality. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if he goes into a team now where it's not just him, like there's he he is the standard, it's not like he's a cut above the rest sort of thing. Yeah. I think he'll benefit a lot more from it. I agree. I just just really quickly, obviously don't want to go, spend too much time on this, but I'm actually quite interested in hearing everyone's thoughts. You know how you mentioned there how the players in the back in them days they wouldn't move like the Rooney's, the Shearers, you know, the Scolzies, Lampard, Gerard, sorry. Yeah. Who do we out of the big teams now? Let's say big six. Who's the player right now in the Premier League who you think he's going to stay at that club for the rest of his life and he's not going to move and not be tempted to move? I just don't think. I just. Don't I don't think, think there is. That, there's, there's I think there is one. Probably Rashford. Maybe that's that's. I'd, I'd, I'd say I'd say Rashford at a long shot. Um, but I, I'm, I, I don't. Reckon th- maybe, I don't think for a second if Rashford was. If someone was to flaunt some cash in front of Rashford, he wouldn't. I don't think, think anyone. I don't. Afford, I don't. I don't think Rashford would, would be motivated by the money. I think United would have to really, really fall off it now I for think, him to yeah, start to exactly. consider. It. I think, I think, think it'd be like a Harry Kane situation because if I think he'd need he'd need like five 
that need to United would need to go on a period of like four or five mm. years without any European and football whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. And I think I think then he'd have moved. Yeah. But um I think he's not a striker, but I reckon Foden is City through and through. Yeah. I think it's gonna take a, a hell of a lot Actually, to get yeah. Foden to Fo- move. Foden and Rashford, but anyway. Um but yeah, apart from that I don't really see I don't really see a player in one of the bigger teams in the league which has their sole um, loyalties with Mason Mount one club no I think Mason Mount would move will you I I think I think if he carries on the way he's 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 having a really strong end to the season to be fair and it's dependent on obviously if he does well in the Euros and stuff like that but I it sounds ridiculous but I think if he fulfills his potential that he's clearly got I could see him moving to like a Spanish team Yeah. yeah I could see him definitely I think, I think like it's a good point to make and I like I think it backs up the point that I was saying that it's it's more common now to happen. Um, mm. you know who reminds me of? Coutinho. Mm. Yeah, I think similar. I think that that's his. I mm. think that's the potential. I didn't really rate him early in the season, but like he's he's been undeniably that good in the last be one uh, of couple, of, couple of months. So I I think I think he is that Coutinho sort of ilk of ilk of player. But yeah, I, I could definitely see him moving. Absolutely. Uh, finally, number ten on the list. Obviously, we've missed uh, we've missed Robbie Fowler. Yeah, well, we know Van Persie. You don't need to whisper Van Persie to me. We're, we're well aware. We're gonna we're gonna move on to Van Persie. Uh, number ten on the list, Michael Owen. Um, Injuries, but then again, Aguero's had the. This is this is the thing that we haven't really touched on today. Aguero's injury record at City was bad. Yeah. Um, Towards I, the end. Not I don't. Really. I don't think he's ever had one full season. And I think only last season was the first year that he got into like the, the Premier League team of the season. Yeah. Um, and he's always been plagued by injuries. Really? Yeah. yeah. First time. You're yeah. Right. He, he he he's always there with. He'll miss a couple of months of the season, and he'd always get like over twenty goals. Yeah. Um, which is it's just credit to him and it shows so, that if he'd been a bit luckier I think he'd be really close to that share of a goal scoring record so talking about Michael Owen um, he still remains the only Premier League player to score more than 100 Premier League goals and also win the Ballon d'Or I mean he was unbelievable when he, then he went to Madrid or went, so I think I think that's a good thing to also talk about does sometimes um, players moving clubs damage their reputation completely of course it does I think you have to have that longevity being at a club where you can leave a legacy and I think that's what Shearer's done I think that's what Rooney's done and I think that is what Aguero's done Mm -hmm. and I think that's why it's those three for and and, and Thierry Henry to be fair I don't think Thierry Henry so much but I think uh, especially with Aguero he has left the legacy but it's it's it just didn't really happen for Owen and I think that's I think that's what makes him fall down. I mean, he has what, like, how many years do you think at like mm. at playing at the top? Like, not many. Four, four or five I, years. To be honest, like, when I look at, I'm, sorry, when I look at Michael Owen, he I burst, he burst at... onto the scene as well, and then he played. Like, uh, people, people have said this about like Sanchez in the last few years is that he was that good from such a young age, and he played that many games that his body was ruined by the time he was like yeah. 27, 28. There's a, there's a famous quote from Gerard, and Gerard says that. Michael Owen was the best player he ever played with. Yeah, I think Michael Owen, but, but when you look at Michael Owen, you think, I, I, interesting here to hear you guys' views on this. I, I don't see him as a Liverpool player. I don't see him as a Madrid player. I see him as an England player. Because yeah. all his moments, like that that game, oh, against Germany, yeah. when we absolutely wiped the floor with them, I was in Germany then and I was... He was injured. That, he was really badly injured that game. He got injured. 
Yeah, but he was he was injured going into it as well. Oh, but he still played. He still played. Absolutely, like he annihilated him, isn't he? Yeah, he annihilated him. Remember the speed that he had. He's like Dan James, but just good. Well, so <laughs> so there's there's the story as well that they were in they were doing um, similar to what they did with Messi, with um, injecting like mm. pain relief into him basically, and he's basically just said, I, I, "That's the reason why he retired because he just couldn't mm. retired so early." Because he's got a great goal for us. Yeah, at City, last minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a great, he's a great player. That's one. That's he's one been one in massive just... clubs like Liverpool, Madrid, United, Newcastle, Man United, Stoke. <laughs> Stoke. <laughs> we'll leave, we'll leave Stoke out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's number ten. Which I think he could have been up there if he won oh, as yeah. injury prone. Absolutely, he'd be, he'd be number one. Well, let's let's talk about injuries on that list. The amount of players that were massively injured in their career. Michael Owen being one. Harry Kane. No, he's not, had not he's yet. had a few big injuries. Rooney's been injured. He's, a, he's, a, he's had a he's had a couple of seasons where he's, he's been plagued by injuries to an extent. Uh, missed a few games. Um, um, Jermaine Defoe isn't like massively known for injuries. Robbie Fowler, I don't really know. No, Do I know, don't. Do you know? Obviously, no one does. I'm sure he's probably had injuries, <laughs> but um, Thierry Henry. Not really injured, was he? That's I think that's one of the things where other players are set apart. So obviously we'll talk about like Ronaldo being like the greatest goal scorer there's ever been mm-hmm. because he's taken that that much care with his body. Yeah. It means he's rarely been he's rarely been injured and I think um I think that's obviously helped certain players over others. Yeah. Um but then again, like some people are just seriously unlucky with injuries. There's a few people on that list there that I think would would have been higher given that they weren't injured. Uh, Michael Owen definitely being one of them. He's the main one, isn't he? Um, all right, let's move on to the honourable mentions list. Um, I've got a few in here, so I'm gonna let you go first. Top five honourable mentions, best ever Premier League strikers. Well, I'll, I'll finish off on the best one, Jamie Vardy one. Yeah, I think Jamie Vardy is a is a great one. I think Peter Crouch. Yeah, is. Longevity, Very, longevity, longevity yeah. yeah, really, really good one. Um, I think you got obviously we mentioned still got a few, uh, a few goals at Burnley, which I think was his final yeah. club. And at the time, he was like 35 36, wasn't it? Yeah, um, obviously, um, I just had Drogba, we obviously mentioned Drogba, yeah, Dennis Burkamp, yeah, great, great, but well, he was more of a 10 when he was more of a center. He's, forward, uh, like I think he's like. A, obviously a better version of what Firmino is mm. um, for the benefit of the doubt let's say he's a center yeah forward. so yeah. Dennis Perkamp but the big one and uh, I'm looking forward to this I've been looking forward to this all podcast George Robbie Van Persie but well, before we go into it uh, George you give us our, your top yes. five it's obviously the best one for me invest, invested loyalty in it I really can't see how anybody beats Henri I think Aguero and Rooney are pretty We're close. We're talking about honourable mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you said you said mention uh, who's the top. Yeah, but we've already put him in our top ones. Um, he's up there. He's on the list of the top ones. ones again. You're obsessed. Any <laughs> honourable mentions that we've not already mentioned in the top few? Any that haven't already been discussed? I reckon Adebayor up yep. there. I agree with that. Um, I think I'd struggle to name any that we haven't already already mentioned. Um, Plastic fun. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we mentioned a lot. To be fair, we've mentioned ten. There's someone there who's missing. God, big Emilewski, but we mentioned him. We mentioned, but no, yeah, there's someone, already, yeah, someone else we've we not mentioned. I'll go through mine. Go on, Luis Suarez. Oh, that's someone. Nice, Fernando Torres. That's another. Mm. Dimitar Berbatov. No, 
You you hate Berbatov. Mm. Gary Lineker, Teddy Sheringham. Carlos Tevez. Carlos Tevez Carlos should Tevez be up there as well. One. I should have put him down. I've got Robbie Keane as well as we said. Mm. Robbie yeah, Keane, Robbie, Robbie Keane, Keane was hard. Yeah, See, I tell you what, when you actually put the list down in the last twenty years, there's been some great class. Of sport, man. Absolutely class. Yeah. Um, we'll go into it first. So you said, who's your first one? What from that list? Yeah, Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy. So let's talk about Jamie Vardy first. Um, came to the league late. Came to the league very very late. When did he? How old were he signed? I think he was. I think he he'd been at Leicester and he'd helped him obviously move up the leagues. Yeah. But I think his first season in the Premier was like twenty six. So he's he's also won like three Golden Boots or two Golden Boots. Unbelievable player. And the story about how he got there. It's just well, again, it's, that's why you've got to. That's why we're making it clear that we have to include the whole backstory rather than just his goals. Yeah. I remember. I remember Leicester fans being fuming. Not because I was aware of it at the time, but just like looking looking back at um, like media stories and stuff like that, that Leicester fans were absolutely livid that they'd spent £1 million on a player who wasn't actually technically a professional footballer. Yeah. They were like, oh, what's what's the world coming to and wow. stuff like that. Um, and then wow. obviously he, he came into the came into the Prem, started well. Um, was it just a one goal you got against United in that? Was it... Nah, he scored a few against us now. Yeah. He scored he scored he scored one the last then, this season. Then, then obviously he holds a record for the most um most amount of consecutive games where he scored a goal. Yeah, he beat, obviously beating Rude Van Nistelrooy's record against against United. Rude Van Nistelrooy um, deserves to be up there. Although I did think you were a bit crap for a bit. Rude um, great. That's another one. But yeah, you have to you have to circle around the story of with Vardy. I think although we've said it think about everything I think you have to do also have to think of his goal scoring reputation and it's, it is pretty good mm. um, although not on this list obviously he won the league with Leicester which is just he's a typical striker you know what he's going to do but he's that good at it that you, you can't you can't like you can't, you can't stop it for 90 minutes yeah. like, like Arian Robin. <laughs> yeah. that's the most one dimensional player I've ever seen and I think the one the one thing that's helped Vardy is only in the last year or two have people realised how good of a striker he actually is yeah. and people people have like whether it's managers whether it's opposition fans anything like that they just haven't rated him mm-hmm. up until over the last couple of years which meant that he, obviously it's given him that inside confidence just to really show what he's actually capable of yeah I think um, let's let's talk about the big one the big one then Robin Van Persen <laughs> you, you two will give more than what I will for me, Van Persie was great at yeah, at Arsenal, sorry. Mm. He needed to leave, just like Kane needs to leave Spurs. He did that. It produced titles for him. I didn't think he was that great at United compared to what he was at Arsenal. He, he, he definitely had his best seasons under Wenger. I think in the season before he left, yeah, that was I think he, he, was, he, he won the Golden Boot. I think he got faith. 32, 33 goals. Yeah, it was mad. It was a, it was an absolute joke of a season, and like the trademark, um, like song, uh, chipping chipping it through the defensive line, and him going on and volleying it. Obviously, him scoring that iconic goal for United, where really just pinged it like 40, it 40, 40 yeah. 50 yards, and then obviously doing that trademark like front straight on volley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think with Van Persie, it's one of those where. He joined Arsenal, obviously, at a young age. Wenger 
developed. Wenger, Wenger made him into the player yeah, that he like, was. Like, like Fergie did with Ronaldo. United, United um, ended up reaping the That's probably the one time Fergie has gone, right, we're inches from winning a title. Like, obviously City did that, Aguero, the title the year before. And he said, right, we need to get the best in the league. And he got Wenger to basically buckle and get, get, get us Van Persie. But yeah, with, um, with Van Persie, I think, obviously, Fergie just got him at the best time because he, he knew that we needed to win the title. He got to that point where he's like, right, we need to get this guy in. Mm-hmm. And coming off his best season at Arsenal, we get Van Persie and he single-handedly wins us the league. And I think that legacy that he left from Fergie's last title, mm-hmm. who's one of the most, like, well, is the most iconic manager of all time, I think that puts him up there as one of the best. And I think he was just so exciting for Arsenal. And for us, he was just efficient and just ruthless. It's, it's, it's a bit of an insult to him to say that Van Persie just went in, he did a job sort of thing, because he was more than that. Like, he was one of the best strikers in the world at that point. Yeah, he but was the best. I'd, I'd say with the whole Van Persie departure thing, it... I think that was the darkest moment with Gazidis, who was our um, director mm. um, at the time, and it, it it was the first it was the first iconic like moment under Stan Kroenke's reign where he would it, it was really showing that how unambitious the club was. What what was your what was your opinion actually when at the press conference he says that the little boy inside of him was screaming Man United. I don't even remember it to be honest. Oh, do you know? His his <laughs> it seemed like that time was. I don't know. I think a lot of it was influenced by United. A lot of the things that he was saying. There's that. There's that really really famous um, video of you've just won the league. United have just won the league, and they walk. He's walking out in front of. Is it? Oh, is, still, is it the guard of on the guard? Yeah. That's what he went for. Fair enough. Um, Let's talk about some other ones now, honourable mentions. We're going to go into a few of mine. Uh, Luis Suarez. Cheap, but good player. Very good player. Yeah, that, 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 fi- that, fi- that final season was just beyond a joke. I think he I think he could get Norwich alone, he got like five five goals or something that, like that. He's, he's like scored the most hat-tricks against like one team or something like that. It's yeah, it's, it's just a... He's a class, class player. He was quite right to leave Liverpool at the time. Probably regrets it now. But I think there's talk of him coming back, isn't there? I just think it would just a bit of a backstep if the, if he does like it's just a bit old now, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I not really much you can say for me. He was like um, at the time Torres had just left, and they were like, right, we need we need a player that can basically bangle. That was a great deal for Torres in the end because I think uh, he'd been Torres had been like that for a while where like Harry Kane. No, no. Like I think Torres, Torres had begin beginning to fall off. It you could see that his best, like his best days in the Premier League were probably coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could, you know, when Chelsea signed him. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, think I was like I remember seeing that he signed for fifty million. And I was like, bloody hell, Chelsea have got, uh, not Chelsea, oh. Liverpool have got a right deal there because I didn't think he was going to get back to the level that he he showed when he was at Liverpool. He wasn't. He wasn't. It wasn't really showing much of a decline, to be honest. I mean, he got Chelsea into their first ever Champions League final, so like, mm. I don't, I don't really think that Chelsea are going to say like, oh no, it wasn't a good. I buy. think that's why he has to be up there for me, Torres. Like, obviously, I put him on my list. He's like my first like footballing hero, really. Yeah, he's class. Um, Bullying Vidic, <laughs> every single time. I've never, seen a, I've never seen a player as 
Uh, obviously, like you've got your messies and stuff like that, but I've never seen a player as gifted as that in terms of with the ball at his feet. It's just, yeah, like, it's just absolutely like the, if if you watch the highlights of all his goals, some mm. of the, some of the goals he scored were just beyond so the joke. strong and just a mi- uh, yeah a mix of that strength and that blistering yeah, pace. Definitely. Um, if if there was one player, I always think he's the one that got away. It's definitely Torres when he was at Atletico and went to Liverpool. Yeah, he was a great player. Well, like the season, like they went on. Liverpool did Liverpool nearly win the league with him? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, it was it was that year. It um it was them in United, and they had the Liverpool had that grey away shirt. I don't know why. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I, like, and I, I remember it because it was Stevie G kissing the camera yeah. Um, yeah. at Anfield versus United Have you when seen? it was him and because Stevie G was playing like a. Um, like a, a bird camp, bird camp sort of role, yeah. like behind the striker, and then you had Torres basically just like, right, go on, run along, have you seen go, go and do whatever you want to do. Have you all seen he's Torres now? now he's so like big. massive. He's massive. Like uh, body body um, final one of my honourable mentions: Dimitar Berbatov, another one of my like first footballing heroes, <sighs> uh, uh, especially um, Spurs. Him and Robbie Keane were just like. Banging goals, and I can remember watching him. Like, I, th- I think they got to like an FA Cup final or something like that, and that was like the first proper big game I'd sat down and like fully, fully understood and watched. And he played; it was so good. He was so his, good. His just over, overall, his all round game was. Just... Do you know why I think I liked him? Because he was just so lazy. I hated him. That's why I hated him. Yeah, I, didn't, he didn't. He didn't have the work ethic, but he just had. It was so he, he just, he he just so banged, so much bang goals at every game. Like he, yeah. he reminds me to an extent of with Özil. Yeah. You know you're not going to get the hard miles out of him. You know he's not going to grab. You know he's mm. not going to like necessarily demand the ball. Mm. But the the quality, the vision, the passing ability, everything like that, he he just had it all. And I, I remember watching this this one of the iconic goals he scored for United, where he got the ball, he won the ball back in his own half. He he passed it. He 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 knitted the play together as United moved up the pitch, mm. went out to the wing, and then he he comes he comes into the box. Perfect time, perfect timing yeah. to be making the run, and then it's just an easy goal. He um, was the, the first of many controversial seasons when they had two Golden Boot winners in the same season. Remember that season when him and Carlos Tevez got it the same season? Yeah, Golden Boot, and there were a massive kickoff for ages, being like, one of them should get it. I was team, I was team Tevez all the way. What, even at, when you were at City? Tevez were at City then. Oh, was it? And Berbatov were United. Oh, I thought it was when, when Tevez, because when Tevez scored that goal, um, I thought it was the other way around when, when no. Berbatov was at Tottenham just before he came and Tevez was getting pushed out. No, no. No, yeah, that's why 2010-2011. No. Both scored the same amount of goals. Berbatov did it in one more game. Mm. But they both got giant top goal, sco- uh, goal scorers that season. We've forgot someone on this list and I can't believe we've actually all forgot him. Who? The King. Cantona. Hmm? Yeah, but he was do, like. Do, do, do you think? Do, do you think it's a similar scenario with Shearer? Yeah, where it's it's a completely different time. Yeah, um, I have to agree. Like, I think he, I think Bruno Fernandez is now starting to have that sort of aura which um, Cantona. which Cantona has. Yeah, um, single handed transformative. Not not a striker, not necessarily a cam. Little bit of like a a centre forward sort of role. Yeah. Can right. do anything. Has a fair bit of personality with it all. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's bring this to a head then. Um, we spoke a lot about the strikers. We'll do two different categories. We'll do the top of our honourable mentions and the best ever we think ever. Mm. Um, Sam, go first. Give your two, and we'll we'll decide collectively between us all. Right. 
honourable mentions for me, uh, I think Van Persie and oh, it's a tough. You know what? For the best for the best striker there's ever been in no. the Premier League, and you're no, saying top honourable no. mention. Honourable mentions. <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, like best striker, like an honourable mention, but yeah, no, I think honourable mention out of that list that we said there, I think Van Persie yeah. and Jamie Vardy. I think Jamie Vardy's a brilliant player. Right, let's pick one. Van Persie. Okay. And then best ever, Rooney. God. Best ever, Henri. Yeah. Honourable mentions, I'd go either Jamie Vardy or Torres. One that we didn't mention, which I thought a couple of minutes ago, Craig Bellamy. No. No, I'm not having that. No. <laughs> not having Craig Bellamy. No. Uh, for me, I'm going to go, well, we've all said it, Jamie Vardy, honourable mentions. So I think that's, I think that's that sign seated delivered. We've decided on that. Yeah. Mm. For my for my top, I really want to say Harry Kane because I think he's just going to be f- so good in a few years' time. I do think he'll be Shearer. I think um, he's, he stays he's, in the league. He's he's going to have that lift if he moves. If I I hope he actually goes to United and I hope he actually does well. Does well. does well because I'd I'd love to see a player in my time become the top goal scorer that's mm. ever been in the in the Prem. I'd love to see that, it's, especially that he's English as well. Yeah, it's between. Kane and Rooney for me. So Rooney. Two for Rooney. One for Henry. Do you concede that, George? No. Right. So we have to decide between <laughs> Rooney or Henry, did you yeah. say? So for me, Henry is <sighs> I think also He's what you what you've got to remember is Rooney, Rooney, Rooney was in a team that dominated English football on and on and off for like nearly the entire time. Don't forget, time. he he, in, he transformed his game after Ronaldo left, and, and he was so good at Everton. And he was he's just most gifted player. Yeah, I know, but I like I'm I'm taking into account the the teams that he played in, and I think the the general quality of team that Rooney was in on Can average I... was better than what Henri played in. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Henri carried, like for his final wait. couple of seasons, he carried us. Right. He carried you, but he was his, his most prolific season was part of the invincible side, yeah. which is the, well, the probably the best team the Premier League's ever seen. I think that boosts Henri up a lot, that he was in an invincible side. Is mm. um, it more exciting yeah. than Rooney? Oh, oh absolutely. But it's more exciting. I feel like Rooney... Again, I feel like Rooney I think Rooney, offered... Rooney was Rooney was always going to be a better goal scorer. I think that's not the argument, but I'm talking about it being Rooney, be, not Rooney. I feel like I'm Rooney. Really better, I feel like Rooney striker. produced a lot more wow moments. And I think with Rooney as well, I think there's an argument you've always got with Rooney is he never as good as he was. I think I, I think on recreated more. We're gonna pinch your ears a bit, but I think with with the thing to sum it up, I think Henri. I think he fulfilled his potential. I think he was the best he could be. Whereas Rooney, you have to ask yourself the question, did he ever really fulfill his potential? Because yes. he's... I'm with no. You. no, I am with you on that. I don't think be- he did. Because Rooney, when he came onto the scene, without a shadow of a doubt, every single team in the world wanted him and was saying, this kid is better than Messi and Ronaldo. And he was in the same age range. He was, and he was. He, he... Let's do the one-two as Rooney and Thierry Henry and... We'll come back to it in a few weeks' time and see if we've changed our mind. Or if we'll come back to it when Harry Kane moves. I think that's a good... Do you think he will? Where do you think Aguero sits in like the top five? 
I'd say I'd say third. I did. Yeah, I would as well. Absolutely, I'd, I'd say third. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's something we can all agree. I think it's, <laughs> I, I think it's definitely the Rooney, Omri, Aguero. Aguero has been Aguero has been great, and like I said at the start, it's going to be sad to see him at another team. Um, Unless it's United, I hope he. I hope he <laughs> just goes to another big European club. I've seen that we've been linked with him. Obviously, agent Arteta, um, similar style of football. Us probably needing somebody who we know, like has has that experience in Europe, clinical, um, bit of a fox in the box, like clever player. I just can't see him staying in Premier League. No, I I I can only see him going to like. PSG or Barcelona. To be fair, I, I could see him going to Arsenal because I think his career is dying and I think you've got a dying club there so I think it works <laughs> well together. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, if we've decided that Wayne Rooney, Thierry Henry, Sergio Aguero, honourable mentions, top of that, Jamie Vardy, which is bonkers. I'm sure he'd be very happy with that. I still think it's fair though. Oh yeah, absolutely it's fair. Absolutely, with the story that he's brought, what he's brought to Leicester and things like that. Yeah. I think he's one of greats. All happy with that? Yeah, I think we're all happy. Delighted. Perfect. Well, thank you again for listening to the Post-Match Pint podcast. Uh, Like I said last week, we are now available on Apple Podcasts, which is absolutely massive for us. Um, And we have some good news. In a few weeks' time, we are starting a a YouTube channel. It's already there. Um, Just Post-Match Pint, not the podcast, because we're on YouTube and it won't be a podcast. I mean, we're still going to be doing podcasting, but, you know... Um, you can see our beautiful faces. Yeah, we're we're going to start a bit of a recording setup. I've got we've got a few big things planned, so we we are looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, until next time, thank you very much, boys. I appreciate thank you it very much. All right, Cheers. bye. See you next week.